0: And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. What's up? Welcome to The Young Apologist. I'm Andrew Mack, and with me, I got my co-host, Ryan Stevenson. What's up? so on this 0.5 segment we have today 0.5 yeah we're not all the way to episode one yet um we figured we'd do a quick Q&A with each other kind of answering the same questions um and just to get so you guys get to know us a little bit better and basically we lied
1: about diving into a topic on our first episode oops yeah technically yeah this is 0.5 so it doesn't really count
0: right all right, so let's just dive straight All on into right. it. So I guess I'm going to ask the first question to Ryan, and then I guess he'll ask it back. That works. So our first question is, what is your favorite thing to do in order to
1: de-stress? Ooh. Um, I, might, I might steal yours, because I think I know what yours is. I doubt it. We didn't type out our answers, so we can't steal from each other. I'm just kidding. Um, actually, um, previously uh, in the podcast, I talked about how I climbing is a de-stressing thing for me. So, um, climbing would be one, but something that's, that's taken ahead right now. Um, it actually is listening to podcasts, um, sitting in my room and, um, just listening to podcasts while I do something else. Um, generally uh, when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm doing leatherworking or something like that, just the combination of, um, listening to a podcast or, um, sometimes music, but, but generally podcasts while I'm doing what I'm passionate about, which is leather crafting, um, generally really good for de-stressing, um, especially after class, um, or after doing a big assignment or something like that, or coming home from work. Um, that's generally my go-to, um, cause I can kind of pour myself not only into my leather work, but um while i'm putting myself into my leather work i also have the distraction of listening to a podcast um so i can just kind of kind of mindlessly go about my work while um focusing on on what's being talked about in the podcast so definitely my number one what about you what's your favorite thing to de-stress yeah so i I do like to climb but let's not talk about that because we both do that that's true um
0: yeah so my favorite thing to do after like a long hard day um predominantly I do this at school is after I get done with all my classes, I like to take like 30 minutes to an hour and just like focus on something like entertainment wise, whether that's like music or a podcast or like TV or even playing like a quick game or something. Um, it, It really calms me down. And then I'm able to like jump right back into like whatever I was doing beforehand or rather not I have homework or anything like that. But mostly I watch TV or play a game. In order to do that um yeah all right so moving on to the second question which kind of goes into de-stressing is what are your favorite podcasts right now like okay. in this moment you can um, only have three
1: Th- three 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 favorite podcasts you didn't tell me about that oh man um the young apologist is definitely my favorite wow <laughs> <laughs> um okay so which episode uh, you know, I am really liking point five right now. <laughs> um, my favorite podcasts. Let's see. Um, so I'm gonna try to do some new ones. Um, I do really like theology podcasts generally, but I'm gonna try to try to do some different ones from from what Andrew's gonna say. Um, I would have to say that my all-time favorite podcast is. You limit me to three. Yeah, just three. Five
0: okay now here let's do this we'll do two two serious ones and then one kind of fun one that doesn't relate to any like serious topic okay there you go okay so serious
1: ones um apology has to be my favorite podcast that i've ever listened to ever um that'd be that'd be number one um just the the things that their church is doing um that's apology radio yeah apology radio
0: with jeff durbin
1: not an advertisement <laughs> um also uh doctrine and devotion would be up there um it's uh just the way that um joe and and jimmy talk about uh different topics in in a casual way and uh it's very entertaining they're hilarious um the joe Foe. are you familiar with the joe fell andrew no. The GFO?
0: I don't listen to them all that often. Uh,
1: they have a, a bromance.
0: I've been trying to been getting into them a little bit Yeah, before. you should.
1: They're really great. Um, they cover a lot of topics that are um like just things that, that you really want to hear about. They just did a a series on the Ten Commandments, um, and they just did ten podcasts, one for each commandment. Um, they've done podcasts on spiritual gifts, they've done podcasts on marriage, um different things about the church, uh joe thorne has actually written books about the life of the church um and they uh they just they just really dive into church life um so it gives me a better perspective of like what i what i really want to look for in a church and and just by seeing what they're doing okay uh fun ones how many what do i get i get two serious those are my two serious one i get one one fun fun one. one one fun one yeah so you're gonna have to bro. Of, no, okay. So you originally free. gave me three, and now you're limiting me even more to three. So you limit. still get three total podcasts. Oh
0: my! Just to let you know, three is the number of the Trinity. So. Oh my goodness. There you go. Okay.
1: Um. I. My immediate reaction would be to say the Heddles podcast was the denim podcast, but they've only posted three podcasts. So I'm gonna say. Um, uh probably the minimalist podcast. Um, just cause it's really interesting. Um, I got to see them live. I enjoy their podcast. I hate when they do their live podcasts and post it. Um, but they, when they talk about actual topics, um, it's nice. It's not a podcast influenced by a Christian worldview. So, you know, take it for what it is. But, um, for me, it, it's, it's really interesting. They have a lot to say that I'm really interested in. And I really, uh, i really enjoy listening to it when i'm just trying to chill out also the reform podcast is pretty cool oops so andrew what are your favorite that was more than three what are your favorite podcasts yeah so
0: i listen to a lot of the same serious ones i think the i think i said the reform
1: podcast also not podcast but yeah
0: the reform podcast i listen
1: to occasionally but Mm. not not too much okay you already used once and i got two um
0: does that count as a (laughs) one (laughs) well i'm just gonna i'm gonna mention the rugged marriage as well considering i am getting married too
1: let me mention all my other ones um uh,
0: but yeah so i'll use the rugged marriage as one is the one i listen to since you already mentioned apology and doctrine and devotion yeah and then i will also mention my all-time favorite which is the dividing line with asterisk (laughs) um put it on it it's the one that I learned the most from, probably. I just He's really good at giving you a lot of information and talking through things with, with the audience. I don't know if it's considered a podcast because he does video as well, and it's more like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll consider it. Um, my one fun one would be the H3H3 podcast, which is definitely not from a Christian worldview, but I find it one of the more entertaining ones out there that and they just talk about like they respond to videos and stuff and they have people on the show like that are pranksters and they just like talk to them and it's really entertaining it's fun alright moving on to a more serious topic um question so number three. what I said question number three question number three yes. I'm, I'm just narrating <laughs> what led you to a deeper view of the bible and an importance of studying it so I guess this question really spawns from what led you into getting into more of a solar scripture of view of the Bible and learning more just like a deeper level with it instead of just the surface
1: level. Right. Um so this is actually just pretty identical to like my Reform theology. Um like my my switch to reform theology and how my belief system changed. They they mm-hmm. they're kind of the same timeline. So uh, basically, as soon as I got into Reformed theology, I got more into a deeper view of the Bible, and I was right. more focused on studying it, um, which is actually pretty typical and, and not too out of the ordinary. But um, so I'll just kind of go along that timeline. It was uh, it was 2015 um, around Thanksgiving time. Um, I met with a friend at Starbucks, uh, the ultimate hipster kind of non-hipster kind of hipster not really hipster place i don't think it's really that hipster next week says it is oh well i never go there so (laughs) and you're a hipster right um anyway yeah met with uh him at at a coffee shop or at starbucks and talked just just about nothing we were just talking about life and um (laughs) i think the way he prefaced it was do you think that anybody's like destined to go to hell and i was like what
0: (laughs) what does that even mean no
1: i don't understand no (laughs) everybody everybody's good um and basically we had a conversation about that um and i was like absolutely not no way don't believe that um and he uh gave me a podcast uh recommendation or it's basically just like a sermon series recommendation to listen to um and i ended up listening to that. So it was actually from Apologia Church. It was their Doctrines of Grace series uh, led by Luke Pearson. It was more of a Bible study type thing rather than like an actual podcast or sermon style. So uh, listening to those was just honestly, it was like completely life changing. My doctrine and, and view of the world totally changed just based on those five um, oh, I was actually six. There's there's an intro podcast, but just based on those, um, basically everything changed for me after listening to those. And I've actually gone on to to give this podcast to probably probably ten people that have listened to them, um, be, just because I think they're the, they're the best resource for someone who's new to reform theology, just learning about it and having a lot and a lot a lot of questions answered um, without having to to um, take hours and hours and hours and hours um of of studying it's just a good way to start to where it, then you can go into scripture and look at it for yourself um but yeah uh, that's kind of how i got under theology after that um everything was different and i really began to seek out um, truth from scripture and study god's word and i had a desire like a burning to learn about um this gospel that I had for so long put on the back burner because I was just so used to it being in Christian school and being in church, it was kind of almost a secondary thought. It was just something that was there. It was, it was always there. It was always, you know, I had to study for a test and learn about Zachariah or something. It wasn't that deeply personal thing that it, it changed to when I started really studying scripture and when I got into reformed theology. So, um, Basically, that's that's what led me to a deep review. Was just getting into reform theology. Um, since then, it it's something that I'm I'm extremely passionate about, and um, it, it's you just can't get enough once you, once you really and I, I believe around that time is when I actually truly became a believer. Um, and and once you become a believer, you start to desire the things of God, and. That desire has just led me to just an insatiable thirst for truth and and st- knowledge of Scripture and knowledge of God's Word. Um, and, yeah, that's that's my journey. That was a little long. Yeah, Sorry. that's all right. <laughs> all right, all right. What led <laughs> so you to the review of the
0: Bible? Mine's weird because it, it's kind of similar but not at the same time. So unlike you, I didn't really grow up in – uh, the independent fundamental Baptist realm, as in more, more Arminian. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Ooh, um, said so that word
1: so far. Yeah, like
0: I went to a church that was like that for a year, maybe if that. But my parents were always there. My parents are Reformed, so they brought us up more Reformed than anything else. Like my parents will tell me stories about how they used to do the Westminster questions with us uh, when we were kids and you know heavily influenced by like Spurgeon and Calvin and people like that all through growing up but I didn't really take light into it until you know I hit college area and I was like all right what does this actually all mean because living on campus is always a different experience than living at living at your house because at your house you just have your parents and stuff and you're not really challenged too much to think or not that they don't want you to think but like that they just don't really like ask you questions and stuff and you don't have to you don't have good conversations and stuff as much as you do with other people your age and getting into that situation i really like i took an interest in politics and stuff and just getting into to like learning more about that and stuff but politics didn't really like do as much for me as other things like it it really wasn't like I got bored of it after like a few weeks or a month or so and just learning and especially going to like a reformed school just really diving into what it means to like really be saved and to just really what it means to study uh scripture and how how important like doing an exegesis on a text actually is. Um, and then being able to communicate that to people, I just like instantly fell in love with it. Um, and through that, I, you know, explored like, you know, the um, the different doctrines that the Bible has, really explored those for myself and being able to learn what I actually believe on those. Um, which ultimately led me to like uh, a strong love for reformed theology and like getting into podcasts that were reformed and stuff like that. Um, even though I had grown up with it a little bit, I didn't really like get into it into it and have like a deep love for uh, the Bible till a few till I hit college and learning more and more every day and especially the importance of like always going back and checking scripture, even if someone tells you you know you don't have to or just believe me but yeah all right so moving on to question number
1: four hold up hold up i just downloaded did you think it's something I, I don't know i just subscribed to alpha and omega ministries on this um on my podcast app how's that the first thing that, that the showed dividing up? dividing line the f- yeah the dividing line the first thing that shows up guess what the episode's called? What? Meme Day oh on the dividing line i just listened to that the other day when it came out out. i'm disappointed it is okay
0: (laughs) that episode was actually really good oh yeah okay it's really
1: good yeah um i'm gonna listen to this uh, inerrancy and a few harmonization what's the problem i thought that was interesting yeah
0: there you go all right all right so moving on to question number four kind of kind of going along with question 3 these these kind of like all flow together if you haven't noticed um how has your life changed since you began a deeper understanding of what it means to study the bible so i guess what where that question's coming from is we we kind of talked about how we got led to a deeper view and like how a little bit like how we got started into it i guess the question really flows into how has you like specifically how has your life changed like what changes yeah. have you seen
1: yeah. Um so as far as I, I, everything's changed. Um, but as far as as actual like everyday life stuff, there's a lot that that I notice um, within the past uh, year or two that that has changed and a big thing is just how I deal with non-believers. So how I interact with things in the world and how I treat those things, and how secular things, um, how I view secular things. And it's just, its uh, I'll tell you, it's not easier. Um, It's definitely not easier to have a biblical worldview and be dealing with secular things and topics and, and trying to, you know, juggle all these topics. And when, you know, your standard of truth is scripture, um, and that that's the scripture that is your standard is oftentimes telling you that you know, the things of the world, the things that everybody's accepting now, the things that people are celebrating, are uh, you know, sinful. And um, so basically, just the way that I treat um, when people are promoting or asking me about, or talking about something that I know is secular, that I know is sinful, and um, just how I'm treating that and how I'm, I'm refusing to cave in, and I'm refusing to agree with them and just go with the flow to, um, to not be abrasive, because that's what I used to do. Um, and I'm choosing to take what might be a more abrasive path or what might be a, a tougher path or a more dangerous path, Um, as far as navigating like what this world has to offer and I'm I'm choosing to you know if it ends up in in a in a discussion about scripture and and things like that I'll take it there but um, just being willing to stand up for my beliefs which is something that I didn't do previously and I regret greatly but being able to stand up for my God and being proud of what I believe um it just changes everything it changes my interactions with everybody it changes my views on everything and it it's a lot more fulfilling than than just than just giving into the things of the world i feel a lot i find a lot more fulfillment and um I, I know that god blesses those who stand up for his word and his name and um i'm done backing down on that topic on any topic that's that's of the world so there it is well andrew how has your life changed um yeah i got a deeper understanding of what it means to study the bible
0: yeah i think similarly you describe pretty much like anyone that that really comes to a a really deeper understanding um but more specifically like applying to my life and stuff I you know I've always been the type of person to get into like any conversation
1: really um I oh, really engaging. I didn't notice by the two-hour discussion we just had oh yeah we didn't get to record that but
0: maybe yeah, maybe thing. future topics Ooh. um
1: <laughs> maybe not that one
0: <laughs> um so anyway I've yeah so I've always been that type of person but probably nine out of ten times before i would never even mention the christian worldview when it came to like certain topics like so i mentioned earlier that um politics kind of interested me a little bit before um and like in that area specifically i would talk to people all the time about what i thought like the best political system was um and not really like i would never really mentioned the bible or mentioned anything like spiritual and why it's important to look at that but like whereas now when i talk about it it's what is the most biblical how close to the bible can we possibly get things today um and, how, is an anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> and how uh how deeply can we can we really experience the bible in society today and how can what can we practically do to change society today in order to get closer to the Bible, you know, so like, Apologia, like their ministry is great because they're actively, like, they do a lot of things when it comes to the area of abortion, and that's great, um, and just like stuff like that. Like before, you're, you know, like you can say like, well, abortion's wrong and stuff, and I don't think we should have it, but like, being able to justify that has to come from the from the Bible. It's just like you, there's no other way to completely justify things and of course every political issue is a moral issue and so really like applying to the bible to every argument not just like christian ones so i think that's the major way um my life has changed um you know i've i've also been able to understand a lot or just get a deeper learning of a lot of other things too like Before I wouldn't even take the time to try to figure out like what, like if I was talking to an unbeliever, like what they even believed, Um, because I wouldn't I wouldn't really care. But now you know I take the time, I study so I don't misrepresent them, and then I use that in order to influence how I preach truth to them, Mm -hmm. and not not be able and not compromising on the truth either. But like figuring out hey what's the best way that I can present the truth to this person at this particular time so like I might not um yeah so like I might not share the same style of terms that I use like with a is like an Islamic person with like a Mormon person but being able to recognize how to do that and how to take the time and preparation because it's hard work it's not easy um but being able to do that and wanting to do that to reach people that are lost and proclaiming truth to them are really really it's really a big area where i've changed in that respect yeah all right so number five is what was a major roadblock that you faced when coming to reform theology so like what was what was perhaps the biggest thing that you disagreed with with reform theology before before going into it
1: um so mine is actually uh, generally i mean generally i would just pick one of tulip uh, one of the five um but then one of the five points of calvinism but um originally from my previous scriptural perspective (laughs) scriptural perspective air quotes um i would say that irresistible grace was the biggest struggle um that you didn't like it was just, you're not a robot. Like you have free will, right? And that was kind of kind of my view for a while. But honestly, the biggest roadblock um, was going from I I went from that Christian school and having that ingrained in myself. And honestly, I kind of I trailed off into a point where I wouldn't, where I I still think that I was not a believer up until the point where I, I got into Reformed theology and and um changed you know changed everything and and started following christ but um i would say that the biggest issue for me was saying scripture is the one and only standard and it holds everything every rule every law all factual knowledge and it i hold it above everything else and and nothing nothing can be added or taken away from it. And it was so difficult for me to let that permeate every aspect of my life and holding that holding scripture to the highest standard as my only standard. Um and did, like putting my emotions away, putting my feelings away and saying, you know, how I feel about this topic, what I think about this topic, what I want this topic to be what I want the truth to be, it's secondary. It's Christ is primary and Scripture is primary, and that is what is truth. And nothing, nothing that I ever feel, nothing that I ever want, will ever change what truth is, no matter how hard I try. Um, so that just accepting that that was truth, and that my wants and my desires did not dictate what was truth and what was not, was um, biggest roadblock for me. So what's your biggest roadblock, Andrew? Um, hmm. Yeah, so
0: when I got into more of wanting to study the Bible and stuff, I think the biggest roadblock would be not, was probably just not going to scripture and just taking kind of like other people's arguments and using them as like my own and like what I would be like, oh, that sounds good, so I'm going to think that. Um, which, you know, all those things, they can be helpful in terms of understanding, but ultimately what you have to do, what everyone has to do is go to scripture and see what they think scripture actually means and through exegesis and actually understanding. And I think I think that was the hardest part for me to actually do is to get into scripture myself and see what uh, scripture is actually saying about certain areas. Um, but once, once I did that with one topic, it just seemed more and more like I was doing it with every topic and kind of like what you said, it didn't, it became less about what I wanted truth to be and what I was thinking and what like other people were thinking about it to more, what does scripture say about this? And then not being afraid to talk about it if you knew someone else disagreed or if they made like a comment that something was wrong or something. And, you know, yeah, so really getting into scripture and understanding that you have to really study it in order to know what it's saying and being able to explain that to someone as well um, was just a real challenge point for me. But then after I did that, I really just I wanted to do it with everything and I can and I'm still continuing to do it with everything and making the Bible the standard as well yeah all right so that's are you gonna skip question number six well i don't even fate all right well we do have a question number six um favorite color of socks
1: Did <coughs> you forgot the second part well okay. I was, let's I'll, I'll we're gonna do the first okay. part and then we're we'll, okay. we'll gonna my favorite part. color socks your favorite color of socks gray just plain gray. gray plain gray is my favorite color okay it goes with almost everything all right it goes with jeans and boots it goes with jeans and nice shoes gray is just the ultimate sock color in my opinion well, gray okay. is the best. white looks like you know too athletic and kind of weird and black is like it doesn't match anything unless you're wearing all black which i do all the time but anyway gray my favorite by far what about you
0: you're obviously very passionate about your sock colors uh you know well if it was just based off of me right now i'm wearing two different colors of socks i'm wearing blue and gray oh my so, goodness. But His socks are, are mismatched socks, right they, so So, you can't see them. Is that a hole in it?
1: Is that a hole? No, I don't think I have a hole. No, I'm just kidding.
0: No. Um, my favorite color of sock, I don't really know, because all my oh socks my have, goodness. like, stripes on them. And, like, are you there? I, You know what? I'm going to say navy blue. Navy that's blue? Navy, or, like, not, like, a navy blue, but, like, a darker blue, because they so match, proud. like, a lighter brown shoe, which mm. is... What I wear, pretty much all the time, um, uh, yeah, and then they go with jeans and stuff too. So, so I'm gonna go with that, even though I don't have a solid pair of socks in my, in my dresser. So, all right. The second
1: part of the question is: Do you match? That was the final question. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> this is the finale. I wanted to, unless I think of one. Uh, maybe you, I'll yeah, think of one. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Do you match
0: your socks and underwear? No yeah it's not necessary
1: yeah absolutely not and no, we're black underwear well gray socks cool Almost i all don't all match mine either yeah i mean and also if an you want to wear question. if you're wearing boxers or something and you want them to be you know plaid you don't have the same plaid color socks generally now that'd be that you know how cool that would be if you did plaid socks that's something to think about hey, plaid socks would be i mean i don't have any plaid socks but maybe i'll buy some plaid you could, socks you could probably get some discount code in the description just kidding (laughs) no discount code yeah we don't have any of those now (laughs) did you think of a seventh uh, or no um anything
0: else I don't Since I'm not allowed asking you anything about your girlfriend, go ahead and ask it. Oh, do I get to ask it? You get to ask it.
1: Yes. All right. Final question. Oh, my. Actual. Since seven
0: is the number of
1: perfection. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I will ask it. Of course, we, uh, yeah, we we planned that. So we did the number of perfection for our um, uh, girlfriend and fiance. All
0: Uh, right. So when did you meet Rachel? Rachel? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel? Uh, Rachel. And when did you have the inclination that you wanted to date her, court her? I go into going to marriage with her. <sighs> going to marriage.
1: <laughs> I met Rachel in um. I, let's see, we started dating. I met her in winter twenty fifteen. Um, it actually, it it was actually probably winter early 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 2016 somewhere around there um,
0: and this, this is to, first meeting right
1: i'm yeah i'm the trying first to think. no 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 i met her 3 or 4 years ago at my church okay um, but but you didn't uh, we started talking with her. right right okay. i i we started talking um, on messenger Who facebook knows? messenger well yeah we actually saw each other in a store um, and then we you know, I followed up and started talking to her, and we hung out all the way until around October when we like technically started dating, but we we didn't really have a specific date. Um, but we use, um, we use a date. We just made one up. But, um, as, let's see, what'd you say? When when did I know what? When did you When did you have
0: like an inclination that you wanted to like date her, and like actually? now when we when we're saying date we i we're, talking, we're talking in terms of like actual dating
1: yeah. as in going towards marriage um and, like probably about uh a month before october maybe a couple months before that like before i knew that i was really interested in her and i knew that we would have some kind of future relationship but um it was actually just right around the, the time of october where i was like really thinking and praying about it and then it was like yes this is what this is what I'm supposed to do this is this is right and um yeah so it was probably honestly like within a couple weeks of October 12th which is when the date we used so it was probably like or really early October late September um so yeah what about you? oh yeah I, I know <laughs> this whole story go ahead
0: oh do you yeah i'm sure maybe i'll twist it a little bit so see okay. if catch it
1: i will catch i'm it. not
0: gonna do that um yeah so me and abby like i said go to the same college uh university cedarville go yellow jackets no <laughs> <laughs> we only have basketball so we don't even have football so like it's not the same all right so we so at cedarville there are these things called bro sis like units so because all the dorms are split up like so girls. yeah <laughs> um so like our hall would have like a sister hall in another dorm and we would get together like on fridays or saturdays and like do an activity like my hall used to play ultimate frisbee like 24 7 so that's just what we did like all the time and so i met her at one of those my like first one and then we started kind of talking and we hung out for a night and then i asked her to watch a movie and she said no did you know that she said well she didn't say no she said can we do it in a group yeah so i I took that that as a no i remember you telling me about that yeah so i didn't we like kind of on and off like i would make comments and stuff well like not like com- mean comments but like just like you know kind of talk to her every once in a while at brosis but then that next semester we were at a super bowl party uh watching the super bowl not really watching the super bowl but talking <laughs> um and we we just kind of like connected after that and then i asked her to a movie that was our first there day. was another guy involved we at the had a super bowl party um don't forget that <laughs> um yeah so our first well our first kind of date i paid
1: for we didn't really specify it was a date i paid for rachel like the first time we hung out and she says no it's not a date yeah she said it what, wasn't a date. that's what abby said it's a lie if i pay See? for your coffee if i pay for your food yeah we're on a date like i i paid for the movie
0: yeah but we didn't explicitly say it was a date it's a date so it's kind of up in the air whether nope. or not it was an actual a date, date. Um, and then, uh, like, a week later, maybe, our first, like, official date, we went to get food, and I was in the worst outfit, like, ever. So fratty, right? Like, yeah, it was, it was awful. Um, like, my, like, I'm surprised she stayed with me after, like, the outfit. Oh like, it was so bad. Um, but yeah, so we started that, and then, um, we, so... She lives, she lived in Hawaii. So, summer was coming up, and that was a big issue of whether or not we should start dating like, actually dating until after summer and stuff. But we ended up not waiting and like going out on dates and stuff earlier than that. So, and then we actually ended up having the conversation of like what we thought dating was actually supposed to be about, yeah. and that we weren't going to get into a relationship unless it, we were the ultimate goal was marriage and being committed to each other that if we didn't feel like this was going towards that, that we would stop it, Um, just on both sides. So that would hurt, so it wouldn't hurt anyone like that. Um, Yeah, so we ended up having that conversation before summer. So we started dating, like officially dating before then. Um, And that was for about a year and a half. And then this past January, I proposed to her Uh, on a bridge uh, yeah so obviously we are making it to our end goal which is cool cuz she was my first girlfriend she's my first fiance she's gonna be my first well my only but first oh (laughs) my first she's gonna be the first of many (laughs) (laughs) just the one for me please but yeah so we're getting married After we're both out of school, so next May, which is only around nine and a half months away,
1: wow, which is exciting. I thought you were about to say, yeah, it's only um, two hundred and seventy-two days, eight hours, four minutes, and fifty. No, she
0: she actually has the countdown on her. I bet she does. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got to talk about what you wanted to talk about. Yay. Um. All right. I guess that'll be all. Yeah all right well
0: we will so we're trying to post every about every week yeah well some some weeks we might not be able to Mm -hmm. but for the start we'll we'll try to do an episode once a week um yeah so our first episode probably sometime next week um it might be a little busy because i'm moving into school but we'll
1: try to figure it out all right well we'll see you guys later yeah we should be back with a topic next time with an actual topic yeah (laughs) all right see you next week